There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, from the top of the Lavender Town Rideau Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Paco! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! Yeah. Listen to the show with the phone and the friends, it's Paco! Paco! Oh yeah! Paco! And welcome to the 288th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my exceptional co-host, Dr. Shamu, and Viger. And we're here to, of course, bring you the Puckle Podcast, the Pokemon Underground Champions League, where we talk about everything Pokemon uh, from the card game. We, I've been doing a lot of card game recently, but we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> and uh, we've been playing. We talk card game. We talk video game. We talk culture. Everything Pokemon. It's a blast. So if you're new to the show, welcome. And if you're coming back to the show for uh, for round two or 288, welcome back. So, <laughs> um. I- I'll just jump right into it and say, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? Uh, um, I, I've been doing nothing. Not at all. Not a, not a, I don't believe not you because we've been, I, we, I know, for a second, no. I know, I know uh, we've been prepping for the summer league. So what's that? The, the summer league, <laughs> the summer league. Thanks for asking. Oh, Shamu, oh, is oh. the tournament that Puckle <laughs> runs in the community where we talk about, uh, where we get to, uh, battle gym leaders, and you can get better at Pokemon because the gym leaders are supposed to help you if you lose. So uh, it's it's a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's OU singles typically. Uh, we have the ten gym leaders. We do need to get that page up at some point to do yeah. that. But uh, we'll do that. We'll do that by the time this show's posted. Hopefully, yeah, just about. And so it it does start tomorrow. So by the time this shows up, you can go to the Puckle Discord and challenge gym leaders for their gym badges if they are there. All gym leaders on the Discord, by the way, are represented by the by a red color, unless they're a moderator, or uh, above, or above. Yeah. So if they're if they're a moderator like Shamu or myself, they uh, that we we are green colored. But you can still ask us for battles. You'll be able to go to the website and see what our times are and everything. And then we'll also we'll pin that in the Discord as well, so you can tell what everybody's times are. I, I know you've been working on that. I actually need to finish my team for that before tomorrow. Oh, uh, we, we can make, maybe work on it later. So. Yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, absolutely. I've been helping people out with their teams, so. I, I should have some time after this, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I don't, I don't know when the Badger will be actually up yet, though, because I'm still uh, waiting on some, and I'm just 
I've been a little lazy myself. I think I've only yeah. got like. To be fair, to be fair, it's a lot of work to get these tournaments going. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know how much people realize. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into these tournaments. Oh, absolutely. And it's much and harder for me myself now. Just that yeah, we we definitely we definitely need to hire some help. <laughs> yeah, we need to hire some help. Uh, well, we'll see. Because if we could, uh, maybe we should put that out as well with the applications for like new riders and stuff. It would be it would definitely be helpful if somebody would be uh, willing to help us out with tournaments. I, I know Ryuse wants to help out with that as well. So we could we could talk to him after summer league. I think I yeah. think summer league is a good opportunity for tryouts for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we could definitely use some people to help. One hundred. More of the merrier. Yep. Uh, anything else you've been up to, Shamu? Uh, should we talk about the uh, campaign? Yeah, absolutely. Or... You can talk about yeah. that so people know that I actually did make YouTube content. Yeah, we actually, we actually have YouTube content. It's it's a miracle. We I know, right? <laughs> we have that thing called a YouTube channel. That we yeah, have totally been, been utilizing. It's been dead for like a year or so. Like, yeah, just about. Um, but we had our first PTU session yesterday, which was a blast. Was... Uh, PTU, for those of you who are oh. unindoctrinated, is Pokemon Tabletop United. It's like D&D, but for Pokemon. Yeah, and that, that was a good fun time. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with you guys oh. doing that. There's a couple moments. I want to talk about it, but I don't at the same time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be on it'll be on the YouTube, so uh, it'll it'll be there. I think we're gonna do this once a month. This month it's all gonna be in one episode, but after that it'll probably be split up uh, among the weeks. But we just I missed to, out. Yeah, you weren't there this time, but you'll be in the next one, Viger. It'll be absolutely. Great. Yeah. There's a few. There's like two people who might understand some references that are made in that. <laughs> about two people. About two um, people. Almost exactly two. Close enough. Two, yeah. two, same number, different number. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Viger? What have you been up to lately? Uh, well, not much in the line of what I could do because I've. Just, if you've been following me on Twitter or in my Discord or whatever, anyway, uh, you've probably noticed that my laptop fried its own motherboard, so I couldn't write anything for like the news or the. How are you doing this? Or- well, I got a brand new, spanking brand new gaming desktop. So this is That's a lot sweet. more, a lot more That's better sweet. in that. Is regard. this pre-built? It is pre-built. That's fine. With that uh, special recommendations from the computer tech guy that I was consulting with. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. He said it was the perfect kind of gaming PC if you wanted to start off with gaming, highly mm-hmm. customizable and everything. Oh, that's My good. My specifications was I want to be able to play games that are out today and tomorrow. And if Overwatch's free weekend has taught me anything, this thing works like a charm. That's good. But aside from that, the sec- the very second I got the computer all set up and was actually messing around with it, everything on my inside decided to be on my outside. And I spent the Wait, next four what? hours on my bathroom floor. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I understand. Feeling too good. <laughs> everything in my stomach wanted to be on the outside. That's not and- good. Not not the not the greatest feeling in the world, mm-hmm. but as far as like Pokemon related stuff. But goes you're feeling now, better though, right? That's important. oh, I'm feeling much better right now. Okay, good. Everything allergies are one thing, but I can live with that. <laughs> I'm not like trying to cough up my own stomach this time around. So no, that's I just want to make sure you're okay now. <laughs> yeah, that's everything's all. all peachy keen right now. New computer. I'm not sick anymore. So that's we good. Are, we are good to go. And basically the only real like 
Pokemon-related thing that I have been looking into at the moment is because now that I have this brand new computer and everything, mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can try and get Pixelmon to work on Ooh. my Mon client. And see I've if never I can... played that. I've never played that, but I've been like intending to. I've played a little bit here and there, like of the older versions. It's it's okay. It's pretty fun. You really like, in my opinion, you just need more people to play it with. And that's what Minecraft is. It's just like a essentially mm-hmm. like a multiplayer game. Well, that's another YouTube suggestion that we could possibly do. Hint, hint, oh hint. my gosh, I don't have time for that. That's time is a resource. Uh, it's a limited resource. I can't, I'm like, I'm like at my limit of puckle stuff right now. Like, I'm taking a week off after this. I'm, I mean, I'm still going to do the show, but. Uh, going to have like, the second patch come in. And- yeah, I'm just going to, like, next week I'll be on the show, but this week I'm kind of going to, like, I'm going to do, like, bare minimum puckle stuff. Uh, I've done a lot recently, and so I'm just going to kind of be like, okay, let's breathe. Let's just kind of relax, you know? Somebody else has got to take the helm here for a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I'm still in charge. I just don't, like, yeah, I don't think... it's like somebody else... I, I, can't, I can't go, like, right now I just need, like, a breather. I can't just be, like, full-on, like, hey, let's record a podcast two days this week, you know? Yeah, I gotta uh, which, which does happen sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I recorded little... We recorded little... Uh, the Battlecast this week, and sometimes I'll record TCG cast. Other times I'll I'll help out with some other things. I mean, I just did... Uh, I did this past week. I recorded both. I've recorded the regular show. Um, I did the battle cast, and I'm on the new game corner that'll be out in two weeks. Uh, so like, I, I did yeah, all of that plus the PTU. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm like, I'm like a little burned right now. But I, I mean, I'm gonna do this show. I love doing this show. So we said. I do. I do enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> do enjoy. It. I like it when we can figure out what time to do it at. But <laughs> oh yeah, that that'd be also nice too. If wasn't the uh, com- I can't. It's it's it. fine. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's it's not. It's not directly your fault. So, oh. uh, it, I mean, it's a it's a good time for Pokemon. Myself though, what I've been working on is I've been I I finished my Tapu Koko deck in real life. I've been playing with that a lot. I I got really into Tapu Koko deck this week. Um, <laughs> it's not like it's not like the world's best deck, but Tapu Koko GX is a lot of fun to play. It doesn't do well. It, it is I pretty think. consistent. The only thing it doesn't play well against, in my opinion, is uh, Sylveon. Mm. Uh, just because Sylveon typically runs a lot of energy removal. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to... I, I don't know. In my build, I'm currently only running like one Super Rod. I think I might throw in like an energy recycler or something. Yeah. You're, I think the, the Coco deck really just like loses to any disruption. Yeah, any kind of like, disruption really just ruins it. I think I faced it with it. The, uh, the Fire Stun deck. It, it's usually not too bad if you can get enough energy into play yeah. fast, but you if you do, can't like, get turn one or two, turn, turn yeah, with it by like by turn three, you need to have like four or five energy out to be able to really do anything. Uh, you yeah. can you can definitely play against disruption at that point because you're not losing a lot of energy. Um, because crushing crushing hammer, I don't think is a consistent card. A lot no. of people like to run that, and I mean, so that that's a coin flip. And there's there just hit anything. It's yeah. Just like, the but items. the team flare grunts, the team flare grunts are what hurts. Yeah, and it, that that's the only problem. But once I, I, I mean, I might throw an energy recycler in there, literally just for the Sylveon matchup. Yeah, and we'll see. I don't know. I just, I, I like that. That deck just like clicks with me really well. I understand how to play it, and I, I have a really good time with it. Um, okay. Outside of that, though, I should be working on my summer league team. Yeah, we'll probably finish it here tonight, and. Yeah, so that that's where we are right now. Um, that's a, that's a good place to start. Uh, segue over into the news. So we will cue that epic music. 
Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. The news is uh, very short this week. There is not a lot going on. But one of the first things that came out uh, this week is Magikarp Jump is now on iOS and Android in the United States. That game that came out in Italy randomly last week. Uh, that's that's interesting, I, I think, in my opinion. I don't know it's what a you new guys Pokemon think. game? Question mark. It is officially a Pokemon game. It's just like so out of left field. And the fact, I don't know if it's out in Japan yet or not. It might be. Um, it is out in North America. It's a really weird game. It's a, it is quote unquote freemium, but you can totally play this game. No problem. And beat it like within a couple of days without paying anything. Uh, it's really yeah, odd much. in that way. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have played it yet or not. Um, nope. it's I've really da- interesting. dabbled a little bit into it. It's really interesting. I've been playing around with it. Um, one of the biggest things I, I don't. I guess not everybody knows about this because I follow Joe Merrick on Twitter, so I was following all of his Italian coverage of the game because he was like super obsessed with it, and he, it was just the, so the Magikarp can die in like various ways. Like um, you get generations of Magikarp, some each generation is going to be better than the next, and on top of that, what can happen though is uh, you typically retire your Magikarp when they get to their max level and they can no longer beat the competition in the leagues. They'll just be retired and they'll live their days out near pond. And the uh, the big thing that I noticed that is that he noticed as well is that you can go ahead and get uh, your your Magikarp can die, like in various ways it can die. Um, I have had two of those happen so far. I I've been very confused by this. Um, one of them is that Magikarp can go and hit a Pokeball. And you're just like, oh, that Pokeball could have coins or something in it, something that's useful to help you progress the game. And it's, but it's just like always like it could be a trap though, right? And so I'm just like, come on, it's a Pokeball. What could what could possibly happen? Like, what's gonna happen? And so we walk up to the Pokeball, we get, try to open it, and then it turns into a Voltorb. It blows up, and like there's like this sequence of like your trainer being really sad and walking away because it had just blown up your Magic Cart. Uh. <laughs> Another one is you can have your Magikarp jump to try to get a berry, and a Pidgeotto can sometimes come and swoop in and take it away. So you it's, are uh, really like invested into this whole my Magikarp can die in this game. Uh, the other way that you can lose your Magikarp is that you can level it up so much that it does evolve into a Gyarados, and Which means that, it doesn't. Uh, it can't be used in the Magikarp jumping. It can't competition. be used in the Magikarp jumping competition because it's a Gyarados. That's kind of, I like that one. It's kind of funny. It says, it, I, I believe the text for that one says, I haven't done this one personally, but it does, I believe it says something along the lines of like, uh, your, your magic carp evolved into a Gyarados. Congratulations, I guess. Uh, <laughs> with a question mark, because it's just like, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. That's kind of funny though. I like that one. Not yeah. in the context of the game, it's not a good thing, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's, oh, it's uh. It, this game's it's very interesting. I mean, it's very easy to level up. It's very easy to uh, get. I mean, it's incredibly satisfying, and I think it's a really interesting concept for a game. Just because, like, when you do get like a new magic carpet, it starts over from level zero. Um, you have leveled up like your equipment and the berries that they eat so much so that you can get blow through back to the level that your magic carp was just at. Incredibly easy. Um, I think I, this it's incredibly satisfying. That's the way I can describe it. It's like incredibly satisfying. And we had a very Magikarp week last week in Pokemon with that whole video and everything. Oh, yeah. 
Why Magikarp of all things now? Well, Magikarp gets his life. Uh, The other thing is these Magikarps come in different patterns, which I think is really fun. A lot of them not in the games. Like you can get a shiny one. You can get a. uh, You can get a. Um, a not shiny one. Um, but it's uh, and there's like different patterns. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I I'm having a decently good time with it. It's just like a very easy like, uh, time based game. I don't know. It's kind of like having a pet rock. That's how I describe it. That's how I describe it. It's a slightly more having interactive a pet, pet rock. rock. Yeah, it's a slightly Training more interactive pet rock. It's like having a pet rock. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I also find some solace in like the Pokemon Stadium mini game where you have the Magikarps jump. Like that yeah. makes me laugh. It makes oh, me laugh. Well, one one of the training game. things is that like jump counter. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's hilarious. Yep. Oh, so we're getting Pokemon Stadium X now. It's confirmed, right? Pokemon I think it's confirmed. This is just pretty much the speculation that people went on for Gen Four remakes. Yeah, or Gen not Gen Four, Gen Two remakes. I should say in Gen Four. Pretty much, whatever. Close enough. And so same difference. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll get those Gen Four remakes. What is it? I saw a uh, I saw a uh, picture on uh, our Nintendo. Uh, I believe either this morning or yesterday. It's like a bingo card of like things for E3 to expect from Nintendo. Most of it's like given things, but one of them it says like Sinnoh confirmed. I'm like, no, you're not going to get Sinnoh confirmed at E3. Uh, Pokemon never announces a game at E3 unless Nintendo's like really like you have to do this Pokemon. But I, I really feel like they're waiting until next year to announce something because it'll be like, hey, this is going to be on the Switch. And then, you know, like you have Mario this year for the Switch and then next year you have Pokemon for the Switch. That hits pretty hard. Uh, this, yeah. that, that would set this console up for like major success if it's not already destined for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right. I- Guess that's the news for Pokemon related stuff. <laughs> that is that is pretty much the news. Just po- Magikarp jump. Magikarp <laughs> jump. I talked way more about that than I should have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shut up, shit. You, you don't get to tell me that. Um, uh, so the other thing is, you can uh, go ahead and so Puckle news. First of all, summer league. We mentioned this already. That starts literally as soon as you're listening to this episode. Uh, you can go to pucklepodcast.com. There'll be a tab for summer league. You can actually check out when the gym leaders are battling. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a good time with it. The other thing that you can do is you can uh, you can also come to PuckleCon this summer from July 21st to 23rd. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we do look forward to having you guys here. If you are planning on coming, uh, it's going to be a blast. We have sanctioned tournaments happening. Uh, prizing is going to be determined uh, probably by the end of this week, if not next week. I'll have all the prizing determined for that. We will also have uh, sanctioned tournaments. We're going to have a cookout on the 21st. So uh, it's probably going to be somewhere around 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, this is also in Columbus, Ohio, I should mention. I keep forgetting to mention that. Locations in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, 21st to 23rd of July. Come on down. Come and hang out with us. Play some Pokemon. We got, we've got a good group of people coming. Like a good number of people are planning on attending this year. And if you do want to come to the cookout, you do need to join the Discord group on... Uh, the Discord group, just let us know that you're planning on coming to PuckleCon. If you're at like 50%, just let us know. We'll add you in. Uh, is that is that my usual PuckleCon spiel? I think uh, that thing, is. Um, when's PuckleCon? When's PuckleCon? July 21st to 23rd in Columbus, Ohio, Shamu. Is that, did that what? cover your question? No, it didn't. <laughs> People ask me all the time. I'm just like, I say it every show. <laughs> it's less than two months away. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's really, so, it's, well, and that's about two months now, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, then. So I am going to go ahead and uh, wrap up this segment, and we're going to go quiz you guys on your innate Pokemon knowledge. So we're going to go to Puggles Pokey Quiz. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, the segment of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So we're going to jump right on into it. The rules are, guys, no browsers. You get to use what's in your noggin. And, of course, you get points based on how you do here today. The point total is still not updated due to uh, a few, just like my Puckle week. I do need to update the point total. I believe Snag is in first place with eight points. And I believe, Shamu, you are on the board. I will need to double check. I don't think so. Um, so, <laughs> no, no, you weren't, you haven't been on the show since you won. Yeah. Never mind. So, we're gonna jump right on into it, though. So, there are seven possible points you guys can get, but there are five questions. One of them has a bonus point. You also get one hint to use throughout the whole thing. Um, if you, you get all the answers right, you can cash that hint at the end for an extra point. So, are you guys ready? Ready as I'll ever be, boss. <laughs> all right. So, here we go, then. Question number one. I bet you guys that I know about a Pokemon move that you don't. Uh, so this move was ge- was uh, introduced in Generation 7, and it guarantees that the next move used by the user will be a critical hit. What is the name of that move? Introduced hmm. okay. Gen 7, so it's new. Introduced, y- yeah, it's a I new guess. move. Second move guarantees a crit. Well, the next move will be a critical hit. That's what this move does. Yeah. So it, the next move you use, or the next move used in general? The next move you use. Oh, huh. Um, next move is a guaranteed crit. That's what this move does. Because it's a move I know I don't use. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the new moves since, like, it's not even, like, ringing a bell. Yeah. I'm going to need an answer at some point. Oh, you know, we know that. You do have the hint as well. You do need the hint. You do have the hint as well. Uh, I don't think we should use the hint this early. It's way I don't want to burn it, yeah, right out of the gate. Um, Like, I don't even... Like, I, I don't am even, literally drawing a huge blank, because I don't like, even know, like, which mode to even pick because i know everything else what everything else i know our sigma i know our sigma oh oh laser focus uh is that your final answer yes it's it's called laser focus or something along the lines is that your final answer i'm saying yes i'll agree to that (laughs) that is correct (laughs) laser focus is the name of the move only four pokemon can learn it uh it no it's uh it is cartana lucario um, somebody before Lucario, and I believe Marshadow also gets it. Oh my god, I forgot about that move totally. I'm like, what? I'm thinking Lock On. I'm like, what is? No, it's not. It's very close to Lock On. Uh, it's very close. So he's a hit. Yeah. (laughs) So moving on. So this next question is worth two points. This is provoked to you by Bosephus. Um, so Bosephus asked this question of you. It's worth two points, one for each answer, obviously. So, in the TCG, you guys are familiar right now, if, you, if you're opening oh. Guardians Rising and Sun and Moon's packs, that you can get these rainbow cards. These are secret rares. They're cards with numbers that are above the number of cards in the set. 
So they're technically not needed for completion, and rightfully so, because Rainbow Lele right now is like $70. But Secret Rare Pokemon cards have been in the TCG way longer than these Rainbow cards. What was the first Secret Rare Pokemon card? Uh, what Pokemon was it? And from what set? So you get a point for the Pokemon and a point for the oh. set. Okay. I want to say that it was probably a Gym Leader's Pokemon. I could be wrong with that, because I wasn't into the TCG, like, all the way back when I was a wee um, young lad. I just, like... It's very hard, because it's... The first... Uh, like, I don't know how... How are we expected to know this, really? Like, <laughs> this, have- this is why I write questions, because I typically make them reasonable, but I do accept... I do accept questions from your... From your uh, from your fellow co-hosts. I, I think we have to use a hint, if anything, just to get, like, I would a have to, yeah. Okay, so, uh, this, this is definitely back in Gen 1. Yeah, uh, I that much. Uh, can we get, like, a time funny. frame, like, in the, well, set, is it before, or something? Like, uh, it's, I'm just before, to... it's before Neo. Before, okay, that, that works for me. That works for me. It's before Neo. Uh, uh Neo, for those of you who are listening, are, that's Gen 2. That's where Gen 2 started. Because initially I was thinking stars and something, but like that's an ancient Mew isn't technically a promo. No, that was that was a promo, not a not a secret rare. Yeah, not a secret rare though. Yeah, it didn't belong to a set. Oh man, was it? Oh, was it G- Giovanni's Magikarp? Was that a secret rare? I have Magikarp because it's gold. It's shiny. Oh right, it's shiny. It's a gold Magikarp. I don't think it. I don't would know shinies, would shinies have even existed then? It was a shiny. It was a shiny TTG card. It was like a whole of oil. Oh, gold, that kind yellow of magic card. I was thinking gold. No, no, it's a yellow. It is a yellow magic card. Oh, yeah. That's the that only thing gonna, I can think of. You also need the set. That's also a point. Oh, oh, I don't. Where the where the two gym leader sets? I can't remember. Oh. <sighs> I don't set know the names s- are always so arbitrary. I don't even know the set names for the G- like the leader sets are to be honest. All right, so so give me some give me give me an answer. Uh, Tell me what Giovanni you Magic Carp. And what's the, give me a set just just for oh, good measure. Gym. Make up a name. Gym leader versus no versus the Japanese name, but we'll just say it. Screw it. Gym leader versus. I don't even know. So you you were close on the time frame. This is incorrect, uh, unfortunately. Oh. But you were close on uh, both accounts. So it's actually in the Team Rocket set. So very early on in the TCG, so it's pretty much after Jungle and Fossil, you went straight to Team Rocket, and in that set, there's a Dark Raichu, which is 83 out of 82. Um, oh. There is no Pikachu in that set, so you would that is the first card that you would need to have car, uh, a Pokemon from another set to be able to evolve into this Pokemon. So uh, interesting factoid. So unfortunately incorrect on both accounts, guys, but you're still at one point for the day. Yeah. So the next two questions Yay. are all about are all about starter Pokemon. Starter Pokemon. So there's only like 21 of these guys you got to worry about from here on out. So um, when you start with Pokemon, uh, you can they're of all starter Pokemon in their base forms. Uh, which of them actually has the highest base attack stat? Out of all which, starters. Out of all starters in their base form, like so as, as, as their basic form. Like in the TCG, these would be basics. Okay. So, total as an option. Um, I want to say it would have to be a fire type. No. 
Charmander is not the strongest, I can tell you that. I can tell you, um, Torchic isn't either, neither is Cyndaquil. Chimchar might be there, it'd be like running up. Um, yeah. Litten's a possible option. I think it's more speed than attack, though. Um, the Fennekin isn't. No, absolutely not. Tepig might. Oh, man. What about, uh, Froki? Froki's not highest attack set, no. Definitely not. It's more speed. Um. Cause if, the thing is, like, they're, they're off by, like, five points or something. It's what it's going to come down to. Um. Shoot. I'm going to hmm. need an answer. I'm going to say, I don't even know. I don't know. Is that, is that your final answer? I guess. Oh, yeah. that that is incorrect today, yeah. guys. Uh, the answer is actually Mudkip. Oh. Ah. Mudkip has the highest base attack stat of all starter type that Pokemon. That does not or sound like it. Pokemon. That, sound, that doesn't sound like it should be. Oh, all right. right. I think you guys can get this next one, though. I hope. Uh, what? <laughs> so in, in the main series games, it's always traditional that you face your rival. Uh, early on in the game. And typically, especially in Gens 1 through 3... Oh, oh god, I just ruined the questions. Um, so, in most games, uh, in most games, you would go ahead and you would, you would battle your rival. Their Pokemon would be level 5, right? But sometimes these are actually higher. Um, in some games that you'll, you'll face higher than level 5 Pokemon from your rivals. Because they've gone and trained a little bit. Uh, so in what game was the, which main series game was the first main series game to go ahead and, uh, have your first rival battle be with Pokemon that are higher than level five? Higher than level five. Like your opponent's starter Pokemon, your rival's starter Pokemon is higher than level five in your first battle with them. Um, hmm. Well, like you said, you kind of ruined the question, so it's either Gens 1 or 3. But, no, um, that's not how I ruined the question. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. You have like, 7 Gens. You have a 1 in 7 chance of just guessing it, and I feel like I ruined it. So let's let's think about this. we got blue, we've got silver, we've got... It's, it's not Gen 1. Not Gen 1, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't Cause... be. Because you both start off on equal footing. And it's level 5 as well. Gen 3, I always remember them being level 5. Um, well, the, the thing that I'm thinking of is when you battled your rival the first time around, it's usually like they f- fresh out and get your Pokemon and everything. And yeah. And off you go and whatnot. So. I don't even know anymore. What I'm thinking, and this is just a complete shot in the dark, but Gen 4 with Barry, I mean, your first battle with your starters actually with the uh, Starly that attack you. And then you basically fight your way up to uh, the professor's house, and then sort of, then you fight your rival. I guess I don't even. And he's already got like a he's already got like a Starly and a Bidoof as well. But then his starter, so it's Gen Four, is slightly higher. Is that as your well. final answer? 
I want to say it's Gen 4 just because of that. That is correct. Gen 4 is the first time because you do not you do not actually battle your, your rival out goes into a battle with you, so why would their Pokemon be at level uh level 5? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to that final question. Our final question, number five, uh, base stat question, as I ask you always. So, in uh, with this base stat, uh, we have the Steel type. So, of all Steel type Pokemon, what Steel type Pokemon has the highest base HP? Highest base HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, highest base stat HP of all Steel type Pokemon. Yep. So Steel is up. No, so Steel has only like 80. Uh, of all Steel type Pokemon. Highest base HP. Not Ferrothorn. Not Probopass. Ready Steel has like 100. Or 80 or something like that. Uh, Wouldn't be Metagross. He's all about defense. No, but it's not Metagross. Not Cartana, obviously. Uh, I guess I wouldn't be able to ask, like, specific questions to sort of narrow it down. because that would No, be that's the whole point. That would be yeah. in the line of a hint. Yeah. <clears throat> so Will's going to ask whether or not it's a Mega form or not. But that won't matter. But it won't matter. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. HP. It's HP, so that doesn't even change. <laughs> I'm going to need an answer at some point. Oh, here in the very near future. My mind is wanting to say Heatran or Sogaleo. One of the two. Sogaleo. Sogaleo probably has higher. I don't even know at this point, but Sogaleo sounds much safer than Heatran. So Sogaleo? I want to go with that. All right. We choose Sogaleo. That is correct. Oh. So Galeo has the highest base HP with a base 137. So that is three points for you guys today. So that's good. You're both on the board with three points. Uh, so that's good. I will get the, I need to get these updated. I will do that on a, on a, uh, on the website as well in the very near future. So thank, that is it for Puckle's Poke Quiz this week, guys. We are going to go ahead and kick it on over to the topic after this short break. Hey guys, it's Bosefist, and if you're wanting to know how you can be more involved with the Puckle Podcast in between shows, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where you'll find information on all of our social medias. Also, we have a chat box there where you can come meet up, chat with us. On the second Monday of every month, we have a chat box meetup. Way to, good way to get a free 6IV ditto. All of that is at PucklePodcast.com, and if you want to email to the show, it's PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip-flop. And on to the topic today. Our topic today is going to be Gen Waters. I think it's a uh, it's a very interesting topic to go through these arguments and like discuss them. Um, I, I think a lot of people have already like a lot of people who are ingrained in the Pokemon community know about Gen Waters. People who are very into Gen One. Um, now, Bo Bo all the time. I, I want to make this disclaimer that we're not talking about Bo, people like Bo because Bo makes a lot of claims that he's a Gen Oneer, and that's not really what we're talking about here. We're no. talking about the people who are who are pretty much resilient to change. Bo just has, like, a love for Gen 1, and I'm all for it. Yeah, everyone's I mean, it, got their favorite generation. Yep, you're allowed to have a favorite generation. You're just not allowed to, like, say that Pokemon don't exist, right? Like, yeah. That everything think, else preceding think, your favorite generation is absolute garbage. Yeah, I think the real big – I think it was, like, really big when, like, Gen 5 came out because That's Gen what 5, I was going to say, too, was like, 5. Like, that's at least when I heard a lot about it. Just uh, – Gen 1 has already always existed, but – 
prior to that, it was it wasn't as big. But Gen Five introduced 151 new Pokemon and tried to quote unquote reboot the series. It was a soft reboot. Yeah, and that uh, that caused some issues. Uh, so because because uh, I think I think one of the bigger arguments is you look at Vanillite and Trubbish things like this. People are like, yeah. that's literally a bag of garbage, and then you can point at Grimer and Muck and be like, that's a pile of sludge. So yeah, the the arguments. The the basic thing about Gen Warners is that their arguments literally hold no ground when it comes to the grand scheme of things, when it comes to other Pokemon. Just for that reason, literally the Garboda mm-hmm. versus Muck debate. Well, it's it's which a nostalgia thing, which I think is an interesting is an interesting point to bring up because they, they I mean, uh, t- they claim that Pokemon after that don't make any sense, and that's uh, I I I have um, one of my new GameStop people is like that. He's very much. Uh, I know my GameStop people. I, I, I am there too often. Um, but the one of my GameStop people, he's just like, yeah, I don't like if it's not after the, like if it's after the 151, I don't I don't tell them and I don't care. And so it was just like it's just like, well, you know, there's like a there's a fandom around it, and I, I understand because it's not it's kind of like Pokemon Go in a sense, right? Yeah. Pokemon Go was like super hype for a couple of months last year and then it died out. And you still have like a huge fan base, just like normal Pokemon. You have a huge fan base all the time. But there was a much larger fan base that existed at that time. Uh back back in the day, it was it was a craze, it was a mania. And now it's just kind of like a fandom. It, it's become like its own part of society. It's it's quote unquote um normal. And the people that haven't been fo- keeping up with it just don't want to change. It's kind of like Shamu and I with Payday 2. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamu and I don't want to don't want to keep up with the DLC for Payday Two, and so I we did it for enough. I'm done with it now. Oh like, my gosh! Right? There's so much. There's so much DLC. I think it's like just 10 like DLCs I haven't gotten. Vanilla like Payday. Man. Vanilla Payday Two is the way to play Payday Two. Well, close to vanilla, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, close to vanilla. <laughs> that see, Jamu and I just did the equivalent of a Gen One argument for Payday Two. Like some uh, new stuff I like. It's just my, well, the only thing I like is the fugitive, but. Mm-hmm. People don't understand yeah. what I'm talking about. Nope, because <laughs> not everybody plays Payday 2 like we exactly. do, Shamu. Yeah. Not every, I, want, I want that for Switch, by the way. We were talking about this beforehand, but I want yeah. that for Switch. Uh, I yeah. can't wait. Uh, all right, so... Um, it's just... It's it's a lot of it's a lot of people just kind of complaining about... Uh, change. I, I, change. It's, that, that's essentially what it is. I mean, I, I don't blame them. I, I mean, I, I don't blame them. I just wish they would kind of let people play the game. So it's like, I, I wish it's, they would it's, just kind of see the light. You, you kind, it kind of. I, I feel like it's the same mind of said uh, when we did that episode a few months ago about like people who hate on other people that play Pokemon. Yeah, and we, we were giving that advice of just be yourself. You know, um, it, it's a, it's more of like a, it's a life of advice. There, it's just these are the people that are very opinionated in themselves, and they will not see that it somebody else has an opinion and accept it. Uh, and I mean, this, these are the. Um, I think I think a really cool argument for this is that that they have are these are the people that are just like, I, I see this a lot on stuff like Dorkly. Um, Dorkly, you can tell these guys play Pokemon, but they make this argument all the time to kind of laugh at themselves. It's uh, when they talk about how Pokemon's complicated now, and you're breaking the game by caring about the numbers too much, like with EV spreads and IVs. Yeah, and you're not making the the game's not fun anymore. And I, I'd like the counterpoint that it is. Uh, I I think that's the game evolves for me at least growing up right yeah and these people didn't let the game evolve with them which is fine again you can drop out you can have other interests you're allowed to have other interests you can play Call of Duty all you want and I won't tell you that's a horrible game 
And but that's a uh, horrible game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I you didn't hear it from me. You, uh, have, you heard it from you, everyone has their thing, and we mm-hmm. all just need to respect it and get along with it. But Gen Oners don't really see the light when it comes to that sort of thing. All they see is the first generation, and everything else beyond that is dead. And yeah, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't understand, understand how it. someone can live like that. You look well, at all the other generations that precede generation one and you just think this is what pokemon needs to do because if they just stuck with gen one it would have stagnated so many years ago and wouldn't be as popular as it is I right mean, now you also you can't argue even that not even the current popularity of pokemon but you can't argue that because of the number of like how successful the franchise is right uh they, they yeah. keep doing it and the, the game still print money and it's not, and it's not because of children. I believe the demographics actually show that it's mostly older people buying these games, oh. uh, which is really interesting, in my opinion. I think it's really interesting that you are uh, that we find people like that. Uh, that I mean, or not find people like that, but find that there are older people purchasing these games still, currently. So I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, do you think the Gen Oners like flashback to the news, like completely off topic, almost? Gen Warners, how yeah. do you think they feel about uh, Magikarp Jump? I think oh, I'd be about the same about everyone else, to be honest. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> like, what is this? What is I this like game? To, I'd like to imagine that because the fact that Magikarp can come in like ver- different variations mm-hmm. and like pattern styles and everything, I want to say that they're probably like their hair out at the seams, being like, "No, that is not how Magikarp is supposed to look." And then they're, like, <laughs> angrily, like, writing their hate mail to Nintendo and be like, fix it! I'm I'm a big fan of, I don't know, I I, I understand a lot of the, the nostalgia, right? I mean, we've done so Absolutely. many episodes where I've talked about the nostalgia because... This whole this whole podcast is fueled purely by nostalgia and Green Tauros, but that's neither here nor there. It, it, it's not. I actually, I mean, I enjoy modern day Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. And, but I, I do I do kind of long for the days that are gone by. Like, uh, I can only talk – I the anime back then was just way better in my opinion. Uh-huh. It was, now it's uh, – I mean I haven't watched a lot of Sun and Moon personally yet because it's just finally it getting – It's finally it getting dubbed. Uh, yeah. So I, I can see Sun and Moon becoming something more uh, – it's not. It's never going to be the same. I don't think it's like back one because I was a child, so I probably have different glasses, um, and I see, <laughs> I see those episodes in like a different light. But also, I want to see. I I don't know. Like the anime, the just the whole culture, the the cards. It was just very, uh, very easy to see. Saturday morning cartoons was also like a car- cultural thing that isn't a cultural thing anymore, which I find incredibly fascinating. I honestly oh, I just loved I just loved putting in a blank VCR tape into my VCR and then recording my favorite episodes on Saturday morning to play. Oh back my gosh, you I just lost to... so many members of our audience. That was the point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like not not just like the the lack of Saturday morning cartoons, but the uh, the VCR. But using your VCR to record using your VCR and keeping them in a closet. Stuffing up the old VHS cassettes and everything, and <laughs> I'm at Virtual it. I know I have like several episodes of the anime, literally like recorded on some VHS tapes. I I purchased. Uh, I find I did I did recently purchase it on DVD so that I could have it all. 
And I, I mean, I do appreciate having it on DVD. I, I the 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 anime is doing a really good job of this. Actually, they they have started releasing everything on DVD very progressively. Um, they, they about every every four months or so, a new season comes out on DVD. Four or yeah. five months, something like that. Because I think I think season six just came out on DVD. Uh, earlier this month. Which I I mean I'm I'm I've only got seasons one and two right now, but I am working on getting the rest of the collection because yeah. Johto is by far like up until they get to up until they get to Hoenn, like there's just like a feel of that anime, and then when they get to Hoenn, it's just like this is now a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, and you, really do, you do really feel that you can you can feel it's the same thing with the movies like we were talking about prior to the show. Um, because we were having a conversation about the movies and how there was a different feel, and that that is because of the directors that were swapped out after movie three. But there's definitely a different feel, and so you, you can start to feel that, like the uh, I don't know, it, it's just not as uh, the the Pokemon culture isn't as life engrossing in the same ways that it was back then. And I, yeah. I can totally understand why people would be like would be adverse to trying to get back into it. Just because it's not it's not the same. I, I would like to say that the community is still fantastic. Like, look at us. We're we're pretty nice guys, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I like to let's toot our own horn a little bit, Shamu, and say that we're nice people. They don't they don't get I, to hear us off air. <laughs> but I just right. will say every every fandom does have its like niche mm-hmm. minority that mm-hmm. is a very vocal minority, and it just runs the entire like. I, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say that these people are uh, these people are in the community in the fandom, just no. because they're kind of holding on to the one thing that everybody was into. You know, it'd be yeah. like it, it would be like somebody if somebody came up to me and was just like I was a fan of Pokemon Go before Gen two came into it, or something like that. Um, I'd be like I'd be like hipsters. I'd be like yeah, everybody was into it before Gen two came out. So I, I feel like I feel like it's just it's just saying like yeah you feel bad that you got you're not I, I don't know maybe it's like a, the loss of being part of the fandom you know and it's just I like guess. some kind of knee jerk reaction to that so. I guess <laughs> but again it's just like it, there's so much more to Pokemon in itself because of the fact that it decides to change because of the fact that it decides to add new pokemon and new mechanics it. into the game i i think that's i think that's what keeps it fresh right that's what I, keeps it from stagnating and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for games like gold and silver and crystal if it wasn't for generations two through seven this whole series would have stagnated long ago in the 90s and we wouldn't have mm-hmm. basically anything pokemon related like this anymore because it would just be nothing but Gen Warners. Yeah, also and Pokemon it's... Pokemon was like a phenomenon for several reasons outside of that. I mean, there were plenty of other games that had very similar mechanics to Pokemon. Yeah. I I can think of uh Monster Hunter or not Monster Hunter. Uh Monster what is Rancher it called? or something like Monster that. Rancher. Yeah, I can think of that. That came out before Pokemon and it was essentially Pokemon. Yeah. Um, it it was essentially a Pokemon game. It it had breeding in it before Gold and Silver and I mean it came out before Red and Blue. Um, on the Game Boy Color, and so that that's an interesting game. We should talk about that on the show one day. Um, the precursor to Pokemon. I mean, there were a lot of games that were essentially Pokemon. The, the thing that Pokemon had going for it was that it was, uh, I think, I think it was more geared towards an audience that's all of, that would be into collecting more so than yeah. like as adults. Yeah, we collect, 
but we can also cope very if easily that not having a full collection. collection. To... <laughs> yes, uh, but I feel I feel like as children, it's much it's much harder to like cope with uh, not having the full collection. You know. Well, it's because of the fact – the reason why Pokemon took off for kids was because if you want to make a collection, and if like you want to start something like that, that takes a lot of time and a lot of money mm-hmm. to actually make. And for kids, you don't have pretty much either one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like your time is very constrained and you either have very little money or no money at all mm-hmm. because you have to rely on your parents for everything. So Pokemon was sort of this workaround. You could, ha- you could, only, you could buy the game once. And then collect everything in there and compare. And then you could go buy the it. toys. And then you could go buy the toys and then start your own collection that way. But yeah. it was, that's uh, how it more or less started. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, and it's just Gen Oneers. The whole the collection is just getting bigger and it's getting more and more complex and entertaining and interesting. I, I, I mean, I can see, I can see at this point it being overwhelming. It, it would be overwhelming. It can be. If you're coming for, back, if you're coming back after Gen, after only playing Gen One, it would definitely be overwhelming. I mean, if you're um, just now coming back from playing Gen One, where have you been for the past several years? What rock not not playing Pokemon, and then they waited until Pokemon Go came out, and they're like, "Huh, this is still fun." And then they bought Sun and Moon because that is what happened. Yeah, it's legitimately what happened. If someone came out of like the woodworks via Magikarp Jump. I'm just gonna say it, to say it. If Magic like, if I wouldn't, oh my gosh! If so, so in like if Magic Carp jump, if in like in like into, in like three, yeah. if in if in like three weeks, somebody comes and finds this show, and it is because you're like, man, Magic Carp jump. I'd like to play some Pokemon again. Send us an email. I'd like to know. Uh, I would. Like, <sighs> I feel like someone's gonna do it now just to do it. I really want to know if Magikarp Jump brings anybody back. I feel like Magikarp Jump is just one of those games that's like pandering the I quote unquote pandering because it's not really pandering if you're just like feeding a Magikarp berries, right? And jumping uh, so high that you punch a hole straight through the ground. Yeah, punch a hole straight through the ground and get a Pidgeotto to catch you uh, or grab your Magikarp. To eat your Magikarp. Away. Right yeah. in front of your eyes, dude. I love, I love that the Magikarp dies in so many ways. Like <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> I just, I think that is such a great touch. After that, after that video that came out t- 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 saying that Magikarp is so awful, uh, I think that it video is, was great. That I think it fantastic. is fantastic. I think it is just icing on the cake. I, I yeah. am a fan. So either way, going back to the topic. If there's anything more that we can really discuss about, Gen I don't 1. even know. You need uh, to go out uh, if you are a Gen Oneer, and you. Why are, are like, you listening to this show? Why are you listening to this show? First off, but second off, you really need to like go out and smell the Roselias or whatever, and just appreciate what Pokemon is for right now. I think I think there's a good number. I think there's a bunch of um. So like, if you if we're gonna go past Gen two, some Pokemon I think that Gen Oneers don't realize because they, they they get stuck on things like the garbage. Um, and, like the garbage in the ice cream cone, the which, literal yeah, garbage. But. Yeah, and uh, you you know they see things like that, and they get they get hung up on that. But there's a lot of cool things that came out of it, right? Yeah, Gen got, Four introduced so many Gen One evolutions. That let's let's not. I like I love Gen Four and I love Electivire, but let's not talk about that because there's a lot of bad in that. I'm saying there's a out, lot of bad in that. I'm saying simply out of principle. 
You're There's some a- Generation 1 Pokemon that were considered to be fully evolved, but were only like two stages, got a third evolution to them. But then again, some people could say that ruined the Pokemon. For better or for... What for better or for worse, Magnus. Yeah, it could it could have ruined here it though. Nor there. <laughs> I mean, I could say that the design probably ruined it. Like, I I think some of it's lazy, but it, I think I think excellent examples past Gen two. You have things like Flygon, which has its like own little fandom around it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Salamence is a cool dragon uh, to look at. I, I think Metagross is a really interesting Pokemon. Metagross I think, is amazing. I think these are, I think these are all Pokemon that like need to be highlighted in those conversations. Just to be, if you uh-huh. if you are ever talking to somebody who is very like close, I mean they, these are cool looking Pokemon, right? The, the, just tropius. tell them about just like, tell them about Mega Evolution. You know, honestly, that that did a lot. Like uh, if we were going to back to the episode I did last uh, Christmas with Professor Sycamore. He did an episode with me, and I was asking him because he hadn't played since Gen Four, and I was I was talking to him about it because Pokemon Go got him back into Pokemon, and right. he was and so I'm just so we were talking about it beforehand, and I've I've told this story before, but he's just like he's like I heard about this thing like where like Charizard can evolve and stuff. I'm like yeah, it's called Mega Evolution. Pokemon can they kind of get like a temporary stage of evolution. It's Digimon, and. So he's just like, all right, that's that's cool, and so that actually brought a lot of people in, like just that idea. Yeah, just that idea of uh, po- like mega evolution. Yeah, being able. To, something... First of all, getting Charizard to be Dragon type for one, which is yeah. what's something that a lot of people wanted. I'm really surprised they didn't do the same thing with Gyarados. A lot of people, I yeah. feel like, were disappointed that Gyarados wasn't a Dragon type po- Pokemon, and I think going Water Dark was an odd choice for them. Yeah, I think yeah. they could. I think I think they could have easily gone Water Dragon, and it would have done. It would have been done wonders for it. Well, but even I, on like some something, Mega Evolution is like a big thing that could have like swayed Gen Waners from their narcissistic opinions. But something even as subtle as just a type change as well can just breathe new life into previous Generation One Pokemon that nobody really like cared about. I I, I really want to know if the Alolan forms like. Had any effect like Mega Evolution did? Like it's really interesting yeah. to see to see like, um, I I think Alolan Persian actually sees play in competitive now, which is yeah. really interesting to me. And you have Alolan Persian, and you have Alolan uh, Marowak. There, Marowak Alolan Marowak is a really cool design. I think that is another yeah. Pokemon that Gen Waters could revisit. Um, yeah, and- Alolan Nine Tails. Uh, Alolan Nine, Alolan Nine Tails. I don't know if that one would be, but I feel like Exeggutor maybe more because that was just like a that was like a meme essentially. That that, that was like, a meme. Alolan Exeggutors. I I that's a good question though. I'm I'm wondering if uh, that did anything. That was that was actually a really cool way to uh, to revisit old po- or the Gen One Pokemon as well. I, I I I give them props for that. I was I was super apprehensive about it at first. But I right now I'm on board. I say this about literally everything. Like they'll introduce something and I won't be okay with it right away, and I will be on board with it by like three months into the generation. Pretty much <laughs> most things now. Like it's like oh uh, what is this? I don't like this. No, it's like oh after like time, it's like oh it's fine, perfect, good. Yeah, it's like fine. It. I understand. I, I I'll allow it. You know, I'll uh, I'll let I'll let there be a lone executor in my Pokemon world. Uh, I don't care like, right, right when they announced right when they announced uh, Alolan Sandshrew and Alolan Volpix, I was just I I was I was legitimately in the mindset of hashtag not my Pokemon, um, like that was that was my idea, uh, my idea. But uh, I mean, it's better now. 
I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. If you actually take the time to appreciate what to say, I think yeah. we'll get into it. And I, I, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. So we're going to like, just need to go outside and smell the roses and just appreciate Pokemon for what it is, where it is right now and all the advances that it has made. There's nothing wrong with having gen generation one as your favorite generation. There's nothing wrong with that, but just being so fanatically like against everything else and saying that everything else and all the advances that Pokemon has made is garbage that has un done the franchise from where it started uh you really need to look at the bigger picture yeah no absolutely okay and so that's that's where, that's where i'll leave it at that that's where we're gonna end up we're gonna go to commercial break here guys and we will catch you on the flip-flop hey scrawn are you thirsty yeah actually i would that's like to great. Glass of... drink this uh what is it it's corsola cola corsola cola is pokemon fresh Thousands of Corsola are tossed into vats to create a bubbly, delicious drink. We never see them again. Corsola Cola, it doesn't make your gums bleed. Pokemon of the episode. And on to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number... 094 Gengar, the shadow Pokemon. It's Pokemon Sun Pokedex entry states Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill, it is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. Followed up by Pokemon Moon's Pokedex entry It apparently wishes for a traveling companion. Since it was once human itself, it tries to create one by taking the lives of other humans. Pokemon Sun and Moon's Pokedex entries in general are, are just dark. way darker. <laughs> they are way darker than typical Pokedex entries. Uh, and I like it. I mean, I, I, think, oh, yeah, I think because absolutely. they only did 300 Pokemon for Sun and Moon, like in the Pokedex, I think they spent more time on the entries. And I oh, think well, they... Each, each, uh, each Pokemon that can Mega Evolve now has its own Mega Evolution Pokedex entry mm -hmm. now as well. Which I there, find to be very interesting, too. It, it talks about Mega Aerodactyl feeling pain when it Mega Evolves, too. It's just, it's it's disgusting. Like, you feel really bad for playing Pokemon. Maybe the Gen 1ers are right. Uh, but, <laughs> but Gengar is actually, okay, so Gengar got what used to be, like, one of the be better mods in OU. Being Ghost Poison type with Levitate, it just was fantastic. Now, they realized that Gengar was a little too good, and they're just like, Gengar, let's get, let's tone it down a little bit. Gengar no longer has the Levitate ability. It was replaced with Cursed Body, so any po any Gengar you transfer over from Gen 6 that has Levitate will get Cursed Body as its new ability. Cursed Body isn't terrible, however, it doesn't give you the great utility of being able to switch in on ground-type moves that Gengar used to have. So he's been dropped down to UU, and Shamu and I were saying, UU is totally turned into, like, Gen 6 OU. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Like, all of the mods that were popular in Gen 6 OU... <laughs> Are uh, a lot of them are down in UU. I think Talonflame's down there still, too. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. hilarious. It's just oh, fantastic. how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> the the way that you run Gengar isn't much different though. You run Life Orb, Shadow Ball, Sludge Wave, Focus Blast, and like Thunderbolt. Just all of these special attacking moves, and he's he still hits hard. It's just you have to you have to worry about ground type moves happening, and you're no longer allowed to pivot. 
but it does allow him to get two things. He's allowed to gain effects from terrain effects like misty terrain, electric terrain, stuff like that. He can also go ahead and um, pick up toxic spikes. Both of these things he wouldn't have been able to do with the levitate ability. So that's really nice. I'll give him that, right? Yeah. But, meh. There are some things he's doing wrong. <laughs> there, he's not the greatest Pokemon. Well, actually, that... also, Misty Terrain works against him in a way, too. Because mm-hmm. he, he can't status other stuff now. Statusing because, is a huge thing for him. Because the thing is, um, for Misty Terrain, I found, I, I wasn't exactly sure of this before, but both mm-hmm. Pokemon have to be on the ground for Misty Terrain to even, like, work. No, it's not both. Uh, pre- it's not both. No, so like, so like, so like, if um, so let me let me let me explain. If you if you have a Mega Pinsir versus a Lycanroc in Psychic Terrain, with the you know you're not allowed to priority. Um, so Pinsir will not be able to use Quick Attack because it will not affect Lycanroc. Lycanroc, however, can use Acceleroc. Yeah, that is how that works. Else, I thought that was um, missed reading a second part. Oh no, no, the dragon part. My bad. The dragon effect of Missy Terrain, they both mm-hmm. have to be on the ground. Okay, so let's take a let's take a quick side note over to the TCG. The TCG has been somewhat kind of Gengar. The Mega Gengar deck wasn't terrible. That should be mentioned. I yeah. think the Mega Gengar deck wasn't terrible. However, Mega Gengar is now gone from standard rotation. You only have actually, I believe. Oh, regu- regular Gengar EX is not in rotation right now. Mega Gengar, Mega Gengar EX is in rotation. That is the way I've got it mixed up, uh, because it was re-released as a promo, so you can't, you still can't play it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unless you want to still need the Gengar. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I find really interesting is they keep releasing these older cards, like pro, like promo versions of them, and they came up with a solution to that recently with like the alternate art. Um, it was a big thing for the what's it called the uh they did a mega, mega collection like a mega evolution legacy collection or something like that uh, yeah. mega mega lucario's in it uh jolteon ex is in it which i think is a really good pickup i i don't think unless you want like eight ex- extra packs to go with it um you're willing to pay 50 dollars. you can go get a jolteon ex with that. that i mean that's a nice bonus i know i think when it first came out or like around that time it was still like 40 bucks it was expensive yeah right right now i think jolteon ex is hovering around 14 dollars yeah. Uh, but the alternate art one is actually floating around, I think, at like nine at the moment. It's because the promo and you can get it easily. Yeah, you of. can easily get it. So I'm, I'm expecting the other Jolteon to go down as well in the near future. But this just came out like last week. So yeah. Give it give it some time. It's definitely going to work down the price of Jolteon X, which is really nice because Jolteon EX is a fun card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely not $40 like it used to be, but it's, it's a fun card. Uh, but yeah, they did the same thing with Mega Gengar. Not it, it's it's not usable, so we're not going to go into it. But the one that is actually usable right now is the Gengar that was released in uh, Breakthrough, and then once again in Generations. Uh, so it's it's the same card. It's just there. Um, so this evolves from a Haunter, which when you play it, you're allowed to confuse both active Pokemon when it evolves into Haunter, uh, which is crazy. Oh, isn't uh, this the Creep Show one? Yeah, this is the creep show one. So for one psychic energy, you can do Sinister Fog. Uh, for your opponent's bench po- active Pokemon is now poison. Put one damage counter on each of your opponent's bench Pokemon as well. Um, and then after that, you can also do creep show, which is one psychic, one colorless. Now you can play. I I don't think Dimension is Dimension Valley still in play. I think it is. Uh, I think it's out right now. It's out is now. it out? Oh, I think sad. it was. Uh... Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was probably with uh, Night March. It's probably with Night yeah. March. Yeah. Um. 
if your opponent's uh, active Pokemon has three or more damage counters on it, that opponent's not that Pokemon's knocked out, which is actually really big because if you put the poison on them, they will have three damage counters on them very soon. And you, if you can, and if you can use Sinister Fog three times, you can get all of the bench Pokemon with that, and so it's an instant knockout, an instant KO. It also has got synergy with the new Tapu Koko promo. Uh, but the kind of does twenty yes. to each. Mm-hmm. It's some synergy. It's still not great, but yes. No, but it works. Like DCE, boom. There you, you go. You can probably you can probably build a fun deck with that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's gonna win any regionals anytime. Oh soon. no, no. It's a good casual deck, I think. Like, oh, yeah. but if you're just there to play fun, then yeah. Gen- Gengar's also seen some play in VGC. Not a lot. Not a lot. But it, it has seen some play because it is legal this year. Um, let me see if I can find a a cool uh, a cool build. set for yeah, a cool build for it. I really doubt we will. But Gengar should have gotten a Lolan form. That would have been fun. It would have been. Great. That would have been nice. That would have been fun, but I so Gengar, yeah, you can run, uh, you can run either Ghost DMZ or Focus Sash. Uh, pretty standard still. You're running 252 speed, 252 special attack, but the Sludge Bomb from Mega Geng or from Gengar in general just does a lot of damage to a lot of the fairy types that are out there. So it yeah. does help to have 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 it. Not to mention Shadow Ball also Oko's Kartana, which is really popular right now. Um, Ghost DMZ will hit Zerkatry. For an Oko, if it's got any kind of investment. And it does hit Tapu Lele as well yeah. uh, for the KO. But I, I don't think Ghost DMZ is the way to go. I would run Focus Sash just because he's weak to ground now, guys. And it's. And you can at least get something off, pretty much. Yeah, you'll get something off. I mean, you'll get. I mean, he's going to go first. You might get two somethings off. But also in a doubles format, somebody could double down that slot. Yeah. So, it, it, but it will it will work against um what what is the speed uh what is one thirty one thirty what does that max him out at that's what I want to know I might be wrong actually I don't think it's one thirty one thirty sounds right ish not it'd be uh, like two ninety seven no two ninety four my bad like I'll look at it real quick I've got he's one ten so he maxes out at three fifty so he does not speed Tapu oh. Coco but he does not speed like Tapu Lele and stuff I think like I was thinking that. Alakazam. Uh, no, I was going to one twenty. Never mind. Never mind. I'm wrong. He does get one thirty when he mega evolves, but his mega evolution is unfortunately in Ubers, and not a lot in VGC this year. But Gengar's interesting. It's a fun Pokemon. It, it's a decent yeah. Pokemon. Does he have any fun trivia? Probably oh, not. He, he does actually. Aside from oh. probably Mega Gengar having the best shiny sprite out of all time, most likely yeah. I would say. Um. Um, simple one. No, no other Pokemon are Ghost Poison. He's the only. There, his evolution line's the only Whoa. Ghost Poison type. That's really hard to think about how he's the only Ghost Poison type. It is. It is weird that he yeah. and Ghastly and Haunter are the only ones of that type. But and then it should also be type. known that uh, it should also be known that Gengar is the favorite Pokemon of Ken Sugimori. Ooh, that is his personal favorite Pokemon. Is Gengar, and it's also. Due to that type, it's the only poison type that's weak to dark type. Hmm, that's really interesting um, as well. Yeah, it's kind of odd. But uh, when viewing Mega Gengar's Pokedex entry, the camera's view can only be moved sideways, so you can't see below it or above it. I guess because yeah. of the fact that it's like melted yeah. into the ground. And the one of the one, more odd ones that I saw, um, Mega Gengar is immune to the move Telekinesis. If it obtains okay. the effect before Mega Evolution or via Baton Pass, the effect fades. 
That's really weird. And it, I was looking at trying to find out why. I and guess because Gengar, grounded. Diglett, Dotrio, Sandy Geth, and Palosand cannot be affected by telekinesis. Because of uh, because of just the arena trap? No, because Palosand and Sandy Geth don't get it. Oh, wow. That's weird. I think it is literally because of their physiology and that it wouldn't make any sense because too. of that. That's so weird. That's such. That's yeah, so that weird. Is, I would consider that to oh, be yeah, very yeah, weird when you have it, Pokemon yeah. that can float okay. and then they're still was, affected by Earthquake. I kind of yeah. have a bit of an issue with that. Yeah, that's yeah, I, really I weird. Different too, anyways. I was thinking like they can't – I forgot how telekinesis worked. But yeah, it makes sense in a way. I was thinking that it was a, like they use it to affect themselves, not the opponent trying to make them float. I'm kind of dumb, but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like one of those. Oh, it's actually like the little random little tidbits here and there that like they keep in the games. Mm-hmm. Those little itty bitty tidbits that you don't. Those find things that you out. just forget. You just forget it. Yeah, because of those specific Pokemon. Yep. It's just like, yeah, yes. telekinesis is a thing that I can run on every Pokemon, except this group. But it's not so even, like, I'm a good just... move or anything. <laughs> it's not really even a good move, no, but it's, it's not. pretty interesting just how how far down they'll go with the depth of, well, telekinesis technically wouldn't work on a gang- Mega Gengar because he's grounded. Mm-hmm. Can't really rip him out of the ground like that. Yeah, but... that's, in- that's interesting. All right. All right, then. So that is Gengar. If you want to learn more about any Pokemon, you can go ahead and check out Pokopodcast.com. I'm sure sometimes I fly, who's coming back this week, will enjoy Gengar as a nice treat, as opposed to the normal stuff that we give him. So we are going to take a quick shoot over to the mailbag, guys. So uh, let's, let's cue that music. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Sending your emails. Your mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink known as Green Toros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Toros badge to anybody, any email that we deem worthy. Uh, we will let you know. You can submit for it. And so we are going to go ahead and get into this. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is the segment where we read listener emails. You can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and it will more than likely be read on the show at some point. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also ha- usually have a writing prompt. I forget what the writing prompt was last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we- I'm sure I'll be reminded. So let's jump right on to it. We're going to get the first one to Viger from Lucario Loves Minecraft. Alrighty. So, uh, hey, uh, co-hosts, Lucario Loves Minecraft, and I've got some bad news. After last week's episode where I had a sponsor, I had promised them that they would be mentioned. But uh, it appears that now I am sponsorless. And my old sponsor is now apparently trying to pursue a dealio with you guys. But I also have some exciting news. Summer break! So I can finally join the rest of you guys in trying to get all the badges. And yes, all of them. And this is where I'd put my Green Tauros badge, if I had one at the moment. He has one. But anyway, he does. Yeah, He does. He hasn't, he, he, he's just being rude. I know. <laughs> but anyways, yes, Pokemon. I want competitively viable and, sh- and stuff. Well, I would like all of the poor basic only Pokemon, such as Dunsparce and Shuckle. I was surprised that Electros was actually not half bad, 
and also surprised that it existed. I would like to hear more about making not that popular Pokemon viable. Because remember, it is based on usage, not competitiveness. That's but true. That is going to, but that is yeah. going to do it for me today, and I will catch you all on the toast ejection. Summer toast! Hashtag Puckleton, and also I noticed my local Kingdra so- Supers have some Havarti Dill. Little bit hyped to get some sometime. I, I think the whole uh, I think the whole usage thing versus competitiveness thing is a huge thing for people that they don't understand. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, I really do appreciate that because literally I think I think one of the best examples of this is in Gen Six. Tain growth was OU. Um, everybody was a lot of people I talked to were surprised about this. I'm like I'm not. Tain growth is pretty good. It's just nobody was using it. Yeah, and <laughs> to, like, so nobody knew how to fight it. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. And it's like being able, you have to be able to use it too. Like, you yeah, can you use do, like you have to do how to use Chuckle it. and Dunsparce and OU, but you mm-hmm. have to either have a team built around them or know how to use that Pokemon in the right scenarios. And it essentially comes down to like the more less known Pokemon you use, I don't want to say less known, but like the, le- like the lower tier you use, mm-hmm. you have to be able to outplay your opponent much more. Yes. Like, you have to I be able to make the play, then, like, know what they're doing almost every turn. Like,. I mm-hmm. want to say probably the best example of Pokemon getting more usage out of that instead of being competitively viable per se would literally be Pachirisu. No, no, Pachirisu is a completely different scenario. It's um, a gimmick, this, really. This is, this is yeah. It, it turned out to be a gimmick, and it was a. I mean, I really do remember after 2014 when Pachirisu won Worlds, like everybody and their brother tried to run it, and it was so bad. Everybody was trying to run it, and it's not good. It was just not you good. You got to figure out how to use a specific no, Pokemon no. So, in so, a specific situation. So, so like that. that I mean, again, that's what that's what happened. That's what it, it wasn't. It wasn't the team wasn't built around Pachi Rizu. Pachi Rizu was just a member of a team that it fit on very well, and so yeah. that, that's that's the part that people didn't grasp is that yeah, Pachi Rizu was there and it did well. It performed really well because it filled the niche that needed to be filled on that particular team. It was because Pachirizu was chose as the sixth member of that team, not because that team was just like, I want to run Pachirizu. Yeah. It was, that team again, off as, I want to run Mega Gyarados. It's again how you use that. Yeah, Pokemon. for the most part. But yeah, it's like, I, I, I don't want to say Pachirizu is a good example of that. It, it, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not a good example. In hindsight. Uh, <laughs> it's just not a good example of that. But we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, so we're going to go to H3NZ. Hey yo, Puckle, it's H3NZ, the unpronounceable, and I'm happy to be having my email read again. When I get, when I went to get my green tourist badge a couple weeks back, I went, I started to notice that what an awesome community Puckle is, cause I've only been here a few months now. Last week you asked, what Pokemon do you wish were better? And there are millions. The only problem is if all Pokemon were simply so good, the game would be very differently competitively. Because it simply wouldn't have the same skill involved. And also it'd be way less cool if you got swept by some random Pokemon you never thought was good in a random battle. Some Pokemon like Porygon Z, for example, can be made super viable. Uh, can be made super viable all of a sudden by something like Z conversion. I want Dunsparce to get something like this. <laughs> Seriously, Dunsparce can be so cool if it got a special item of its own or its own kind of Evo boost or Z conversion. Could you imagine a super bulky di- Dunsparce with an insane attack stat? How awesome would that be? Or maybe just an Alola Dunsparce. That's it from your favorite unpronounceable name listener, H3NZ, signing out. Hashtag Pokemon 10, hashtag sent for my son, hashtag unpronounceable name, hashtag too many hashtags, hashtag the silliest hashtag ever, hashtag Lapland, Dunsparce must be Arceus.
Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag for Shamu. Okay. Right. Uh, Octothorpe, sorry, too many, you, too many Octothorps. You can, you can, you can get this next one from uh, Duly Noted. All right, I love Duly Noted. By the way, he is hilarious. Hey there, Thatch and Crew, Duly here. I'm more of the TCG than VGC player, so I will answer this from a TCG perspective. Which Pokemon do I wish I wish could be good? I say, make Norlax great again. I like to I like to see a new Snorlax card that brings him into mainstream play. If you see my chat, I think you could probably get that chat or that Snorlax is my favorite Pokemon. We're like brothers from different species mothers. He just likes to chillax, lay back, enjoy some good comfort food, take a, and take a nap once in a while between battles. Sometimes during battles, it just works for him. Octosaurus, you're You're not getting it out of me. Just FYI. I'm not Hashtag Funko Ten. No. Oh. Hashtag yawn. Okay. <laughs> he may be asleep, but don't let that fool you. He can attack straight from his dreams. So perhaps the secret rare Snorlax GX is a stage one, which brings in Munchalax. So I have high HP, have a high HP, perhaps 230, 250. Some backstory on Snorlax. I started playing Pokemon in X and Y. When I came across him on the bridge, he was new to me. Once I got to the point where I was able to wake him and fight him, I knocked him out. I was so disappointed that it reset the game. Something about something about that big, fat, fluffy sleeping machine that caught my fancy. Fortunately, I saved the game at a point not too long before that, so I finally caught him. And he's been a part of my team in every game I've played since. And I was very excited to get that Munchlax at the release of Sun and Moon. So to sum it up, I'd like to see a, see a great Snorlax card so I can keep him in my deck as a viable fighting and sleeping, sleeping machine. And now here's my question for you, Satchin Crew. Who is your favorite Pokemon? I don't mean in terms of who is the best on your team, but who is your favorite overall Pokemon? And is there a story behind it? Catch you on the flippity flop. Uh, Hashtag Pokemon. This mailbox, this mailbag response is duly noted. So, so yeah. to, the, to the favorite Pokemon question, I I feel like that question like it rotates a lot, just for different reasons. Like right yeah. now, I'm super into Tapu Koko. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm super into Tabu Koko right now. Like, I love the, I love the deck. I love the, uh, I, I really like the Pokemon competitively right now. It just really, like, it all just meshes with me at once. It's, it's my, it's my Lando T. Uh, and the, I, I mean, I also like for Alligator just for nostalgic reasons. And yeah. I mean, Electivire also for nostalgic reasons. Cause fun fact, Electivire is probably the reason this show exists, by the way. Because I got super into like the leaks for Gen Four when it was getting announced and everything, so I I was huge into that. So for any of you wondering, and so like that was the that was the moment where I'm like I want to talk about these things. I want to talk about speculation, I'll do all that stuff, and that's what started the show. So yeah. thank Electivire. Yeah. Like initially, like my Pokemon, my favorite Pokemon changed a lot initially. Like my first one was like mm-hmm. Poliwhirl, and then it went to like Ledian, and then like Aldemirl, and like. Well, I don't remember what after that. There was a couple others. But then I kind of got to, like, shuckle, because, like, me and my, one of my oldest friends, we always play, and he'd, he'd always beat me, because I didn't know what I was doing exactly, but shuckle, like, I just mm-hmm. put a shuckle on there, and it actually, like, it actually did work for me. It actually worked somehow. Then, like, that kind of, like, after that point, it became, like, my main favorite Pokemon. What, Those are the ones I, I like. But... When I started playing competitively in general, I had the same thing, because I had a friend who would just use legendaries and beat me all the time. And yeah. so I learned how to I learned how to like get the EVs and the IVs right, 
And I went there and I just creamed him with like a Ludicolo. And I remember that and it was just felt so good. Yeah, because like, it wasn't even like competitive. It was like we were still kids. Like, mm-hmm. but it was just like that was the one because on Battle Revolution too. Like this was around that time. Mm-hmm. So it was like just it just worked for me. Like I got it. Like it actually like let me win a battle and then. Yeah, like there, that was that like was legitimately a... like just when competitive I started clicking with it, you know, when when Gen Four Battle Revolution, yeah. it was it was a good it was a big time. Yeah, and then even now I have some other favorites. Like I do like Pure Black, but it's like that's not like my my Shekel's still probably my top. Like I have like a good couple I like to use and I enjoy the design and mm-hmm. such of, but like Shekel's still always there. It's always close to your heart, Shammy. Yeah, definitely is. All right. What about you, Viger? I mean, do you have a story behind Magmite? Uh, well, he's always going to be the king to, of Little Cup, in my opinion. Just he because is not of that good in Little Cup. He's just because there. of Sturdy and Recycle. We just did an episode <laughs> on Little Cup, and let me tell you, Magnemite's not that great. He Only used be- to be, in my opinion. Only because... It- uh, only because like that sturdy, it it gets broken. The recycle with the with the berry juice gets broken by knockoff. Super easy, and yeah, because I think personally, I run three knockoffs on the team. Yeah, kind of have to. <laughs> if nobody, so like you're gonna get hit with a knockoff. It's just not gonna work, you know. Yeah, I so, will openly admit that there are Magnemite does have his weaknesses, and those are some things that just can't be countered and everything. But mm-hmm. and this is a huge but. Like miles long and everything. Please, for the love of God and all that is holy, if you just gave him levitate, he'd be so much better than what he is right now. Because I mean, yeah, you you can you can let you can let Pylosand and Mega Gengar be immune to telekinesis, but because of their physiology, but because of Magnemite's physiology, you can't let him float. <laughs> I'm finding a bit of hypocrisy here. But Magnapult's still pretty good. That's kind of why Magnapult's also mainly used. Mm-hmm. Magnapult's really good. Yeah. That, that, honestly, if it didn't have Magnapult, you'd probably see it, like, really low. Actually, maybe not because it's a special attack stat, but yeah. it'd be probably lower where it is. It's, it wouldn't be that it good would, without it. It. Just, it would just be nice to give him, like, that subtle, like, physio- it had the yeah. bonus have, against ground-type moves. Just that nice option the over then sturdy would be nice, yeah. Like, and then he saves the ability, and then I don't have to waste a slot to get Magnet Rise onto his move pool to just. You get shouldn't it. even do that to begin with. You should yeah. play around that. You just have to openly admit to the fact that just please no ground types, please no ground types. Yeah, that's about it. And it's like Excadrill, dang it! All right, Viger, how about you go and get uh, the next one from the random listener? Because I want to grab the last one today from the... Uh, All from... right. So, from the la- random listener. Hello there, Puckle Peeps. The random listener is back at it again with this here mail thing. Another Monday, another episode to enjoy, and another story time to write. As I sit here biding my time, waiting hopefully for the next installment of Animal Crossing to suck literally months of playtime from my life, Pokemon has been a good sedative to calm my frantic episodes of excitement as E3 edges closer and closer, although Nintendo are being bots apparently and not doing a cool thing. This may sound weird or like it or like it doesn't work, but I've taken up playing a randomized Pokemon. I've got a D20 that'll roll, and I have a sheet of paper with 20 different 
options on it. For example, a 10 is advanced to the next town, and a 20 is catch a Pokemon, etc. Pretty fun and hectic at some points, and I'd highly recommend to anyone with the time on their hands to do it. With that out of the way, let's hop right into the actual mailbag. So, which Pokemon do I wish was useful? Well, I haven't looked in... I haven't looked too in-depth into the pro scene, but I've almost never seen a Blastoise when I've battle randos. After my long-aforementioned treacherous trek through every game ever with my trusty Blasty boy, I've grown extremely fond of this turtle tank. I only wish I could bring this cam- this companion of mine into battle and show the world his prowess, if only. By mega-evolving well, and punching someone in the face. That's a That's a good... Way to That's do a it. good way to do it, anime. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. I'll leave y'all with this little factoid. Long ago, the four generations lived in harmony. Then everything changed when the Unova region attacked. Uh, the all right. So thank you for that. Thank you for that, random listener. I really like him. Uh, Shamu, I'm going to make you think the next one as well. Ooh, I'll take um, it. I, I'll, I like this one. The, oh, it's a poem. Oh, I like this one, yeah. Oh, nice. man, I like this. He's the other random listener. He, or, or what's he calling uh, himself? No, he's Sir the Absol. I love it. I'm loving it. Sir the Absol. So, greeting fashion whoever he has. I am Sir the Absol, listener for about two years. I've never mailed in before, though I've posted on the Reddits. Things have changed. I direct your attention to episode number 287 mailbag segment in which Absols are referred to as the edgiest Pokemon. (laughs) Mr. Random Listener, I can't help but object to your irritative insinuating disrespect. While I am but a fisherman, I suggest you reflect on the fact that Absols like sushi. It's simple as that. While they're calling us edgy, I'm eating a fish. But that in no way was sentient or edgy a bit. The fishes for a shopping mall I dart in quick, and attack vending machines no guards a snit or cinch. I ask you what is edgy about vending machines, my glorious, glorious horn is perfect for a heist, you see. The A button, understand, is out of reach. But crack the glass and get out fast, seaweed fish. Any detail on attacking on the... <laughs> On the retail of the sushi, leave aside Hot Topic if it's not wasabi, or the perfect decadent soy. Don't you insult the honor of sushi thieves, boy. I see nothing edgy about the dashing life of a sushi chief. That, 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 of a sushi thief. That's all I have to say on this subject. Now I found a way with my fish-shaped flip-flops before the mall closes and I lose my chance. Uh, here's my mailbag. Oh, why why can't Magikarp be less bland? Because that's the whole point. He's bland. He's a fish. All right, so we'll move on to this next one. Uh, from uh from Ben. Hello once again, Poco Podcast. I was pleased to hear you enjoyed my email about Pokemon on the Switch in the last episode. I spent most of the time between episodes worrying that the email would come across as too aggressive and argumentative. I definitely agreed with the points you made, and I would add I would add that I do think Pokemon is a place on the Switch, but perhaps not yet as a full release this generation. 
Would I be opposed to Pokemon Stars or a Sun and Moon Director's Cut, perhaps with some additional features to take advantage of the system, and trial run features for future games exclusive to Switch? Not at all. As great as that would be, it wouldn't impact on me as a player newly returned this gen from continuing to enjoy new things Pokemon has to offer without a significant investment. But onto the prompt at hand. The Pokemon I wish I could wish could be good, Chandelure. There's a story to this, so apologies in advance for the long email. In my previous emails, I have mentioned that I am newly returned to the world of Pokemon with Sun and Moon after Pokemon Go brought the franchise back to my attention after over a decade. Well, that's not exactly true as between Pokemon Go and Sun and Moon, my friends and I began playing the TCG, and we love it. Now on to Chandelure. Chandelure was one of those Pokemon, along with Vanellix and Aegislash, where if the newer generations ever came up, I th- just thought Game Freak had run out of ideas and Pokemon was in, se- was in, seriously, uh, was in a serious decline. But then along came the TCG, and I opened a booster pack and pulled the glorious black and white legendary treasure chest Chandelure EX. And for the first time, I saw a Pokemon that I thought had a very weak design in a new light. But it just looked cool. When playing the TCG with my partner and friends, we tend to, tend to just play amongst ourselves. We don't go to any events or tournaments, though we had thought about it. And we don't build decks around any current metas. We have a rule that if you want to buy individual cards... They can only be energies or trainer cards, not Pokemon. And we build our decks around the random cards we get from booster packs. We have developed our own self-contained metagame, and it's pretty awesome. My Chandelure destroyed in our metagame. It had the ability Eerie Glow that did 70 damage and caused opponent's Pokemon to become both burned and confused. I coupled that with 4 energy retrievals, 4 potions, 4 Tyranno, and a couple of Pokemon Center Lady, which allowed me to maintain a strong attack and keep Chandelure alive. It was awesome. I grew a real connection with my Chandelure and was thoroughly devastated when it got countered by an Ampharos deck that chewed through EX cards. It was fun times. I'd love to take Chandelure to that level in games and have that much fun with it there too. I think Ghostfire is a really cool type combo thematically, and as a Pokemon that, according to the Pokedex, uses its flames to hypnotize its victims and burn their soul slash spirit, leaving the body behind to wander the world forever is freaking awesome. Enough of story time. Again, sorry for the long email. My question to you all is... Do you have any experiences outside the main games that changed your opinion of a Pokemon, be it for better or worse? I think we've I think we've talked about that, right? Like Maybe. already. People already asked us this. But it's alright. Uh see ya. Hashtag not in it for the green Taurus badge. Hashtag one would be nice though. Uh <laughs> I I actually like his email the best this week. So if you guys don't object, I would like to give Ben the uh, green Taurus badge this week. Do you object? I, or do you want the guy with the poem? I don't the want to say I, obj- I don't really say I object, but it's just like I don't, I don't know. Just, maybe okay. I think the poem was a bit better. The poem was a bit, bit more funny. Okay, opinion. so he got beat out because there was a poem. All right. Yeah. There was, there was so an Sir, odd poem. Sir Theabsol, you can have the green tournament. Wait, did, did Viger vote? I don't know. Viger, uh, what's your vote? I would say the poem as well. Okay, just the poem, you get it. <laughs> It's pretty much Sir, unanimous at this point. Sir, Sir Theabsol, you get the Green Tauros badge. Uh, submit for it at the website. And if you guys would like to email us next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, you can do so. Uh, our mail question this week would be, uh, what, uh, what, what's your favorite generation of Pokemon? Send that in, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can go, uh, and in the meantime, if you want to check us out on social media, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, and on Reddit, all of those links will be in the descri- in the show notes as well as on our website, PucklePodcast.com. You can also review us on iTunes if you've got some time. It really does help us out if you do that. 
And if you uh, would like to help support the show uh, financially, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. It is a big help. Also, Jushiro and I have been streaming. Jushiro on Monday, myself on uh, Thursdays. You can do that and check it, check us out um, on stream. You could do that by uh, going to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. That link will also be in the description below. And if you want to hang out with us, you can come to Discord as well. The invite link to the Discord server will be in the show notes. So I think I covered everything. I think that would be it. Come to PuckleCon, July 21st to 23rd, Columbus, Ohio. There we go. Uh, all right, guys. So I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I'm Shemu. And I'm Viger. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns